0: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Thursday version of the show. Hopefully you're doing outstanding. At least starting your day more. Are your morning off right? I have some coffee, so my morning is starting off right. But welcome to the Break the Cycle with DSD show. I am your host. I am not a therapist or nor an attorney. I'm an individual who went through a pretty complicated toxic divorced and as a result of that I developed some tips and techniques that I use to get my life back start to stop the chaos or at least minimize it repair the relationship with my kids and I share that knowledge with you to hopefully help you do the same thing if you like what's going on here and you want to help support the channel you can do that by becoming a channel member just head over to youtubecom dad surviving divorce and scroll on down and look for the uh, appropriate links. So appreciate that. If you want to get notified via text message, oh, I think I actually have a, a link that'll work here. You can text DSD Live to 1 598 0012 and that will add you or add you onto that list to so where you get notified about five minutes before the show goes live. The, speaking of numbers, the phone lines are open. If you want to call in and participate in the discussion today, you can do that by dialing 1-424-373-5483, one dsd live Speaking of, uh, well, I didn't say podcast, but uh, this show is also a podcast. Immediately after it's over, I post the audio version up to the directories, So it's on iTunes and and uh, Stitcher and Google Play and and now amazingly enough Amazon Music just I guess yesterday started rolling out podcasts and I was included on the uh, our early list of that I guess if you call it that and break the cycle with DSD is now listed on Apple music I actually listened to one of my episodes last night I was it was pretty interesting so pretty excited about that Anyways, the other thing, the You Get to Be You podcast series is going on, and if you want to join that, uh, it's a list of or a, a panel, not a panel, it's a series with over 30 experts in their are specific areas. I am one of the guest speakers on that. My episode, if I remember correctly, I'll know for sure coming up here in a couple of days, should be Saturday. And if you want to sign up for that and get uh, have access to the old ones, at least I think for a little while, and uh, m- the stuff coming up, you can do that again by going to yougettobeyou.com slash Dwayne. Anyways, hopefully you guys are having an outstanding morning. I have a, a topic, <laughs> a timely topic that I think will be uh, uh, relevant, hopefully for everyone. Uh, I'm going to use uh, <laughs> just kind of what I've been going through lately uh, as, a, as the uh, catalyst point on that, but I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. And bottom line is, it's uh, focusing, uh, forcing things to work the way you think they need to work. It's a problem I have, and we'll discuss that in a moment. Let me see who all we have here to this morning with us. We got a couple of people, so which is which is always awesome. So thank you guys. I'm just double checking everything. Again, the phone number or the lines are open one four two four three seven three five four eight three and. Let me just double check. Sorry about that. My allergy medication has not kicked in just yet. So I'm going to jump into the topic. Forcing things to work the way you want. This is a thing that I have gotten stuck with throughout my life. And you might have this same issue. Hopefully you don't because it's kind of a, it's kind of a problem and it makes things a little more complicated than they really need to be. For whatever reason, I get an idea in my head that something's supposed to go this way, or maybe I should say this way. I'm going, I'm pointing to the left, go going this direction. And I get vapor locked on that, that that is the only way that it can go. It has to work this way. I can think of many different situations, especially in the last couple of days, where that has been exactly the case that I've been struggling with. However, same problem throughout, uh, well, just throughout the divorce, because it's supposed to be this way. The deal's supposed to be this way. We're supposed to co-parent. We're supposed to share information. You're supposed to share the teacher information. You're supposed to share appointment information. I don't know how much time I wasted spinning around in circles trying to, you know, grab I don't have a piece of paper with me, but grab the court order and shake it around. I wish I had something where I could go in the microphone, but and say the court order says you're on page eight that you're supposed to share information right there. Back before I knew about hybrid no contact, I would go, uh, uh, let, me, let me do it this way so it'll be more, more sounding. I would go, dear X, you know, type, 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 type. Never accomplished anything. But I would write these long diatribes, you know, as you're aware from our discussion or from our legal agreement that was signed by a, a, a superior court judge and our attorneys on page 7. Subsection 3, paragraph 2, it says, clearly, you will share the information. (laughs) What did that accomplish? (laughs) Boop. (laughs) Nothing. It accomplished absolutely nothing. It didn't even make me feel better. You know? I mean, I guess maybe when I was writing it in anger and, you know, my keys were... You know? Maybe... And I sent off that email, feeling all whatever, smug, happy, vindicated. I don't know. Bottom line, it never helped. Never, never changed anything. Uh, I'm sure everyone out there who's dealing with a toxic, narcissistic ex-spouse, whether it's the mom or the dad, same thing. You know, you're trying to convince them. Or or you try the the the, the route of uh, you know what you're doing to the children is hurting them. You should be thinking about the long term damage. Studies show that that kids who go through this are more likely to have their own problems, suffer with alcoholism, suffer with law enforcement problems, you know, all the stuff. I'm sure every one of us actually I'll ask a question for the people who are, are listening and watching this watching this live. How many of you? have got into that mode. Where you did that? Where you where you sent those messages? You you tried to somehow get a connection with the person to snap them out of their psychosis. My guess is it's pretty much going to be everybody. I could be wrong, but it's crazy. Here's the thing. If you're trying something and it's not working, you have to try something different. If you've been sending emails and you've been trying to to, to wake the person up and it's not working, you got to try something different. Forcing them to be a better human being is an exercise in frustration. Sure, I get it. Sometimes we have to, sometimes we have, we don't, we just can't prove to ourselves or we can't believe the reality until we have a few more data points, just a couple, like seven. (laughs) That's the other thing is, is how many times do we go back expecting a different result but trying the same thing? The reality is it's so easy to get vapor locked and stuck on a single path. It's it's I I don't know. I mean, I don't know if uh, maybe it's just me. But I spent again, like I said, up at at the top of the show, I spent way too much time trying to force things to be the way they were supposed to be. And it was just an exercise in frustration So what do you do if you've already tried it a bunch of times and you're not getting the results that you are hoping, expecting you have to take a step back and try something different. You have to say, okay, that's not working. So what did I do? Ultimately I started going around the X. She wasn't telling me about the doctor's appointments. Hey, Hey, by the court, you know, you know, click, 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 clack. I don't know how many times I said, hey, by the court order, you're supposed to tell me when the appointments are. You're supposed to share the billing information. You're supposed to do all this. You know, what the heck? What I finally ultimately did is I went around her and I would call the doctor's office. Well, therapy mainly because that was the main reoccurring thing. Um, I didn't necessarily do it with the other appointments. Not that she was taking to that many, but it was, uh, it was a unique experience to say the least. When I wasn't getting the school information, I went directly to the teachers. I even went to the school and said, Hey, can you, you know, you need to send information to both like the big notifications. Oh, sorry. Our system only supports one phone number and one email address. And I'm like, your system is stupid. But at the time when I had multiple kids, I'm like, all right, fine. You know, kid kid one email to mommy, kid two, email to me. So at least then I was getting the email. Like I don't get the emails now since we only have one kid in there. Her system is, or her email is baked into it. And at at this stage, I don't really care. My phone number's in there. So I get the call notifications. So I get that. And typically they put the information on the school stuff uh, on, um, they send it an email and then they also have it on the web. So for the most part, I can get what I need to get. Teachers are a lot easier because they just have a big email list. So it's like, Hey, add me onto the list. Sure. Click, 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 click. Clack. Now I get the emails on the appointments. I started calling and saying, Hey, are there appointments? I tried to get them to, to, to be more proactive, but they wouldn't. Meaning the, the doctors or the therapist's office. So what I would do is I would just call, Hey, are there any appointments this week? Nope. Or yep. Taking a different approach is really key it, it 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 really starts to bring some sanity back in your life calms things down and works around the chaos that your ex is trying to create see i think one of the things is you got to recognize your own weakness i personally i get stuck in this mode a lot perfect example is this stupid computer problem that i've been dealing with i've been trying to do the same thing. i mean well i've been testing things but um, yesterday, for instance, the company did finally email me, ask me some questions, and I'm like, you know what? I tell you what, I'll disconnect. I, I run I run this whole thing on a on a, a laptop or a MacBook, a MacBook Pro, a 2015. I'm like, I'll disconnect everything and I'll test the show just with computer by itself, just using the built in camera, and you know, I'll do a Skype call and the whole nine yards. Amazingly, it worked. I was like, oh, huh, that's interesting. So I started putting things back together and slowly it would work. It would work. And the whole thing just crashed again. So I have a problem somewhere in my system. I think I almost got it figured out, but, but bottom line is it took, it took me, it's probably taken me a couple of weeks of beating my head against the wall. And I'll tell you, when I was doing the thing with the X, it wasn't a couple of weeks. It was months that I was beating my head against the wall. But I have this problem where I get vapor locked on a solution that it has to work this way, whatever that way is. Or I have to go this path. You know, may, maybe I'm, I'm just different on that. And that's a, a problem that I have. But I see it a lot with other people. That it's like, no, they're supposed to co-parent. Sometimes you have to take a different approach. Bottom line, if you're not getting the results that you want, be willing to try something different. Take a breath. Say, okay, I mean, this is not working. I'm, I, it's, it's stressing me out. It's making me angry. It's making me restless. And I'll tell you, this last little example, I know it's not a great example, to you know from the trauma that we deal with from a toxic divorce but I tell you this was freaking stressing me out and I like yesterday I finally got to the point I did one other test there was another person I was able to hook up with on the discord who was able to do some testing with me and it didn't work I mean it, it still ate itself so anyways but I mean, that was when after that, I'm like, okay, I got to try something different. This isn't working. I have to, I have to just either give up on this or come up with different solutions. And I had some other ideas in the back of my head. I mean, if everything stopped because I can't afford a new computer. So it's not like if it's, you know, if the answer was, well, your computer's just too slow. It's five, five years old. Um, you know, i I'm not in any position to be able to buy another computer. So Anyways, so I hope that was helpful. I hope that maybe someone who might be going through this right now, especially with their uh, with their ex, can look at it and say, "Huh, that is an excellent point. I am just beating myself up, trying to convince this person, this person that I used to love, this person that I would have done anything for, this person that doesn 't give a rat's ass about me." or the kids. I just, I have to accept what's real and come up with a different plan. And that plan can't be that they're going to do exactly what they're supposed to do, because you're going to just beat your head against the wall. So on that, Oh, that's so funny. I (laughs) got, uh, let me see if I can find, all right. So, uh, H I'll just say H send in our basic comment said, man, we were literally going to send an email today asking about next week's therapy appointments. Of course she said they have one, but no date and time or anything. And exactly. Of course there's an appointment. I care about the kids. I take the kids to the appointments all the time. Head bobble. <laughs> That'd be funny. Wouldn't it be cool if we could just get little, uh, Uh, head bobble avatars of our exes and they're just little, you know, you know, and and it it should just say like uh, when when the head bobbles, like when you drive, I have decided, (laughs) I have decided that I'm going to take the kids to therapy and I'm not going to tell you when. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm making myself dizzy doing that. I got to (laughs) stop. Anyways, H- don't, uh, uh, I, the, the only caveat on that would be is if you're trying to get documentation to show that they're being complicated, okay, fine. Send the email. But if you've already passed that, if you've gotten past, <laughs> if you've gotten past that, that, uh, that, that stage of this, just call the therapy office. Hey, Dr. Dr. Smith. Uh, does little Johnny have an, uh, little Johnny has an appointment this week, right? Oh, why? Yes. Little Johnny does. Uh, what, what a date is that? Well, that would be, Thursday at, at, uh, 1030. Well, thank you. <laughs> I tell you <laughs> when I started doing that and then showing up at the appointments, <laughs> well, that was fun. It was stressful. I mean, I'm, I'm laughing now. It was no laughing matter. I was completely stressed walking in there, you know, hi, I'm here for the appointment. Just, you know, what's funny is if, if, Well, the thing is, is that they like the, they like the engagement. They want you to be thinking about them. And honestly, if they just shared the information, you probably wouldn't even get involved. Maybe. Right. I mean, I, I look back at it. If, if the ex would have been sharing information and not playing these stupid, stupid games, I would have probably, well, I would have been calmer. And I wouldn't have been worried about, about it. I mean, God, whenever this whole thing happened and I finally got raked over the coals in family court and was paying a ton of money, I made my peace with it initially. And then when it turned into a complete cluster, uh, Charlie Foxtrot, I just, uh, it, it just, it amped everything up. Aaron and, uh, Aaron and Oz says to H, they, they must, they must have control. That is so very true. Oh, I love this! I Tumblr says, "Dwayne, let's do some podcasts in the California mountains on the weekends." Coffee with Dwayne. I love it. Oh my God, Camga's on. Hey, Camga, how you doing? I'm going to just highlight this. You guys should check his channel out. He is uh, originally from Cameroon. He's immigrated into the United States in Colorado, and I, I love his storytelling uh, way he does his videos and stuff. It's it nothing to do about this topic. And actually he and I are doing a, a, an every other week mastermind where, um, we're trying to help each other out to, uh, navigate the YouTube creative lifestyle. So definitely, uh, check out his stuff. I like it because it's just, it's like I said, he has an, a, a really cool way of telling stories. Um, anyways, good to see you on man. Nice. Nice to see you here today. All right, let's, uh, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling through the messages. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, Katie, laughter is important in these situations. Sometimes they're, it's important a lot of the time. And I was talking with the, when I was doing that test yesterday, uh, you know, we were just talking offline, basically, and uh, the person was sharing some of their situation, and it's just like, oh my god, dude has an outstanding outlook on it. Um, you know, doing uh, emotionally, doing really good in such a crappy situation. So, and you have to decide whether you're going to let this stuff consume you and destroy you, or whether you're going to say, you know what, this is a situation. How do I survive this? You know, one of the things I mean you guys hear me talk about, you know, military-type stuff, or use military analogies. I was I remember in basic training, I had really bad uh, uh, blisters. I just you know the boots and the shoes were just kicking my, my butt. And one time the uh, training instructor you' looked at, it, it's like, "Oh man, that's pretty bad." And it's like... Well, we can send you to sick call kind of looking at me like eye contact. I can send you to sick call and they're going to heal you back up, but they're going to recycle you and you will stay. In other words, you basically, it's like if you're like in week three or four or whatever, they send you to sick call, you, you deal with whatever it is, however long it takes. And then they put you back in to another flight at that same time. So you basically end up staying there longer and then you have to switch with a whole new group of people and or the person or the, the T.I. said, or we can just see how it goes and see if they start getting better and you can see, you know, we can see how it goes, you know, wink, wink. And it looked at me. So what do you want to do? And I was like, I'm like, luckily I was smart enough to go, okay, there's an underlying message in here. And I said, uh, I'll just, so let's just see how it goes person was amazing. Um, I was on, I was on uh, dorm guard duty every time we had something. And, uh, you know, so I was able, that's how I was able to finish, um, my basic training when we did the March. Cause you had to do the March. I think at one point they're like, Hey, you know, you still have to do the March. It was the most painful thing that I ever experienced at that time. And I was just like, you know what? This is literally the thought I had in my head. There have been POWs locked in tiger cages and tortured. I can survive this for a couple of hours. And that's literally, and when we marched over there, I just freaking hammered, you know, um, I, I'm just like, just went for it. It wasn't fun. It wasn't, wasn't, uh, it was, it was painful, but um, that's uh, what I did. And I think, there were times through this that I looked at it. I'm like, you know, there have been people who have been through, through other trauma. You know, people have been thrown in prison. People have been thrown, you know, had just different issues. This isn't as bad as that, even though it was pretty frickin' bad in my mind. That was one of the ways that I, uh, I survived that, and I just kept going on. Let me see. Let me look at what uh, Moderator Debbie is saying. And they canceled the night before. I don't know what that's to. Oh, dear God. Let me grab this one. Uh, Tiffany says, uh, tried updating the insurance for the kids at the dentist's office. They were not even registered as a patient. This, of course, is after the father texted me saying they had appointments really, really, that's, that's, uh, I hadn't heard that one before. It doesn't surprise me. That's a, uh, that's crazy. That is, I don't even know. That one kind of surprised me. I mean, typically nothing ever, I mean, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. I'm like, yeah, okay. That sounds like something that a, that a toxic narcissistic person would do. But I think, I think that you're the first person that has, said, uh, that has told me on the flip side of that. Oh, of course they have appointments. They have appointments uh, the coming up. Oh, but I'm sure what it is is that in, in his mind, uh, did you say, yeah, Father, that, it, that in, in their mind, they were going to make the appointment. So the appointment is coming up. I just haven't scheduled you yet. <laughs> God. Wow. See, guys, and that's the thing. Just go around it, right? I mean, whenever you're trying to fight with a person, just just go around it. Now, sometimes it's hard to get the information on on who who it is. I mean, technically, if you're the if you're the payee or the payee or the insurance holder, you'll get the uh, uh, benefit uh, statement of benefits. So, I guess technically, you could find the doctor that way and reverse engineer it if they won't tell you at all. Just go around them. So anyways, the uh, phone lines are open. one 373 5483 if anybody wants to call in and talk about this glorious topic. See, Merge just jumped in. It says, Hell all, uh, hello all well people and those in the process of getting better. Uh, greetings from sunny Hampshire, UK. And I will say that other than for California, this time slot seems to work pretty well for people. Anyways. Let me see. Dawn says, getting the heck away from a, from a relationship that is attached to a narcissist. I've tried to be supportive for a long time at the cost of my own inner peace. Not my circus, not my monkeys. I've heard that comment before. I like that. All right, let me uh, hide that. And I do have a caller, so let me pull them up in area code 978. So, hello and welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Dwayne. It's Tiffany.
0: Hi, Tiffany. How are you doing today?
1: So, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I would be doing so much better if I wasn't entering text battles.
0: Oh, those Um, are always not fun.
1: the narcissist in my life likes to tell me that I am not allowed to have information about my children in regards to school Doctors, but he will be the first one to text me to tell me when there's a problem with any insurance.
0: Oh, of course. So, let me. And I'm just curious. Why does he think that that he that you're not entitled? I guess uh, to that information. Does he have a reason?
1: He filed for a restraining order last year, so I'm I'm now court ordered to have all this information, but.
0: So, all right, no, so, to him. so he filed a restraining order against you is what you're saying? Are you guys have, or you have one against him?
1: On on behalf of my kids. He filed on behalf of my kids against me.
0: And that, and that, it, so does that court order say that he's not supposed to share any information on, on the kids anymore? I'm sure the no, answer I'm is no. They
1: took it back to the Crow Bay court because he went to a different district court See, they get those restraining orders,
0: and, and and what and the example you're giving is just typical, right? They they take something, they interpret it how they think that it uh, that fits their scenario. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the, the, there's this there's this piece of paper that isn't really valid, but it says that I'm right. So, how are you dealing with it? Are you going around him now, or or what? You, how are you dealing with it?
1: Well, I I really can't because I'm. Well, the, the weird thing was. Two weeks ago, he wanted me to basically up and quit my job and do remote learning with my kids because of COVID-19 from seven to five. And that's all four kids, but only three of them are going to
0: school. So you guys live close enough to where they could come over or you were going to do it, you were just going to do it over the computer or how, how did that, how was that going to work?
1: He was going to drop a restraining order. Because it's going to expire in six more days anyways. And, uh, you know, he, he has to go back to his job. But he's been essentially unemployed for the last two years. So the last two years, he's supposedly had to quit his job so he could be home with the kids. And then COVID-19 happened. And there's not enough work. Right. Which is a lie for his industry. Um but now he had to quit his job so he could do more remote learning. But he's been on unemployment for these two years. So what job were you going back to? Eating eating potato chips on the couch? Like? Oh, I'm sure I he
0: was understand. getting paid underneath the table probably. So he probably had something going on. Oh, man. He
1: gets $4,000 a month on unemployment. And he's attacking me on that too. He's like, you know, this your $60 a week doesn't even you know, buy pizza on Friday for the kids. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa.
0: Man. Yeah. Well, see, they that's the type of crap that they do to try to, anything they can do to basically try to say you're a piece of garbage um, is normal. So I'm, I'm assuming that you didn't take over the, well, you can't quit your job. <laughs> I mean, that's unrealistic anyways.
1: Well, well, here's here's the thing. I told them that I had to know that everything was going to be all set. Judge was going to sign the orders. And we were going to go be a merry little family. I was going to do the remote learning for the kids. I was still going to work my 40-hour-a-week job. I worked oh. it out with my boss. Oh, good. And I had all that set in motion, but then he pulled back and was like, well, the judge, the judge has to sign off on this. And, oh, you know, I'm going to wait until we go talk to the judge. I said, okay, well, congratulations. You get to be in charge of remote learning until December 10th when we have to. Another
0: status conference. Well, see, and the thing you—I mean—that right there is a perfect example of how they really don't. I mean, it, it's not genuine, right? I mean, they'll throw something out there like a carrot to try to get you to to do whatever. But at the end of the day, that's always going to be something. That whole, you know, oh well, we have to wait till it's signed. That's crap. You know, I mean, you need to get the restraining, restraining order dropped because you don't want to be in a situation where you're doing something that violates the paper that you both agreed to. Because if he decided to change his mind,
1: The school, the yeah, school did not even know that there was a restraining order, and this has been almost over a year. So, wow,
0: well, I'm actually surprised on that. I would have figured, I would have figured he would have marched in in there with that to say, "Look, you can't talk to her. She's restrained." You know, don't let her. Whatever. I'm actually surprised he didn't do that. So, but but that's a that's a right there is another I've gotten good example.
1: More calls from the school. I've gotten more calls in the last yeah in the last yeah. month from doctors' offices, schools, um, and it's probably probably because he doesn't have the information like the insurance. Right. Um, two years ago, he he wasn't even sure how it worked, and he's a 50 year old man.
0: Yeah. That does not surprise me. Well, at least technically you said this restraining order is over in six days. So at least you, that part is over, right? So at least some, some, so can you, so you haven't probably been able to see your kids since this has happened or have you?
1: So in June, I was allowed to have video, um, pretty much doing zoom meetings with the kids, but, um, they're not on time. I don't get to see all the kids. He's been Right. Disparaging me in front of the kids because the kids call me by my first name. He'll interrupt the videos. He sends other people in to tell me information. He makes the kids, you know, tell me information. Right. Apparently, I have to go have these on laptops. But, you know, the state got funding. Everybody's got Chromebooks. They just have to wait for them to come in. Right. I'm, I don't want to go in front of the judge and go, hey, I'm not paying for these laptops. But... I gave him, you know, an option. I had the equipment. He could give me the kids to do remote learning. But he decided that I shouldn't have any access, and he's going to go out and buy laptops, you know, for his unemployment salary.
0: Yeah, that's... (laughs) They just make our lives crazy. How are you doing, though, with all this? I mean, I mean, I know this has got to be incredibly stressful, but how are you holding up?
1: Um, I mean, it's just laughable. When it happens, it sucks. I mean, to have a text battle while I'm in the middle of work is, like, frustrating. I just want to kill people. Like, yeah, you know, where, where's the common sense? Where is this common sense that everybody's supposed to have?
0: They don't. They don't have it. I mean, and hopefully you can get to the point where you just, well, see, the problem is if you have your phone on you, it's not like you can look at it. And if you block them, that's a problem because it creates extra, extra stuff. That's why I don't like texting. It
1: actually deletes all the text messages.
0: Yeah, but it's still whenever...
1: We're at the point where you have to nail him to the wall with his text messages, not... You know, you can't even have these verbal conversations with him.
0: No. And verbal's dangerous because there's no record every, of it.
1: Every other text message is, you know, you're at fault, he's projecting. Mm-hmm. Um he'll he'll bring up stuff from like years ago.
0: Yeah, completely irrelevant. And well, I mean I hopefully you're learning techniques to deal with it. It sounds like you are. And, uh, minim you know, trying to minimize the damage. You said you, when do you guys go back to court? You said it's in December. Uh,
1: my, my temporary, well, my, my restraining order is expires on the 24th of this month. So as soon as that's done, I am, I've already told the school, I will be down with a piece of paper copy. And I want, I want to know everything about my kids. If they sneeze today, I would like to know about it, just to say I know about it. Right. Um, But I don't go back to court until, for probate, until December 10th, unless actually we're supposed to have another meeting because his attorney's not getting back to us. His attorney is a whole, pretty much one of the main reasons why I do not have my kids for remote learning, because she never got back. We couldn't make a stipulation agreement we couldn't go before the judge. I mean, even the video conferencing now, I'm still asking my attorney to file a contempt of court cuz he just doesn't have his stuff together. And I was politely asked him yesterday. I was like, "Well, if this time doesn't work out for you, you know, if this is if this is you know, difficult for this hour, you know, we can change the time."
0: Right. God forbid you try to make it as easy as possible and accommodate. They they never deal well with that because it's like, oh, um then they have to come up with another reason why it doesn't work. And I would imagine
1: Well the time that he the time that he chose was he was asked. He's he was told you have between five five and eight o'clock at night. When would you like to have these court ordered Zoom meetings that are recorded? You know it's your decision well six o'clock okay but how come you can't start at six o'clock why am i getting texts at six thirty, stating oh there's a technical error and i only get 40 minutes a week with my kids you you can't make this happen
0: oh i i always love you don't even
1: agree to the, a supervised visitor
0: yeah well because then because then there can't be technical problems right I, I used to just, when I say love, I don't mean it. It used to be annoying. It's like, oh, um, you tech, uh, my, my phone doesn't work. Oh, my internet went out. You know, it's like, seriously, you know, the, the device is attached at the hip. I mean, I'm sure that's what you're thinking. It's like, come on, you can run Zoom on an iPad. I mean, you could, I mean, it's easy. You just turn it on and give it to the kids. You know, you're going to interfere with it anyways. It's not that big Although, of a deal. The right?
1: whole entire school district is doing Zoom meetings.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so I mean, oh yeah, so okay. Don't tell me the computer's right.
1: not set up for Zoom.
0: <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but it's like it's like the, it, it, there's no there's there's no reality in these people. It's just whatever that comes up in their head, and it's it's just document the crap out of it. I'm sure you are, and I'm sure your attorney has it. And when you guys finally go back in, you need to be able to say, "Hey, look, this is a problem." look at all this pattern of behavior of of how things are going and it's, and and this isn't working. I'm sorry. You're going through that, Tiffany.
1: It, it 100% isn't working because, you know, he, he left off yesterday's text message with, you know, he's going to leave the zoom meeting up at 6 PM and the kids can talk to me or not. He's not going to force them or drag them down the street to come talk to me, which is funny because I have them on like I said, it's court ordered that I, that we record these meetings, but I have it recorded that, you know, my children have consistently asked me, you know, when they can come over to my house, right? when we can go to the places that we, you know, have already discussed from last year.
0: Right. You know,
1: they asked me if I'm going camping again, if they can come with me. And I'm like, you know, oh, you know, I'm blaming it on COVID-19. Right. I'm right. trying to keep them out of the loop. As, far as, the court. as much
0: as you can right
1: yeah
0: well, well
1: j- how do you explain it to a three-year-old she understands COVID-19 she doesn't understand covid
0: oh yeah well because they're, they're not kids aren't going to believe that the other parents doing that they're going to think you know whatever the whatever the story is they'll believe it just to survive it but at least you're almost through with it um have you seen you've seen the hybrid what? no contact video right that I've done have you?
1: Yeah, I've Okay. I've I've been I've been, believe me, I, unless it's necessary, I try not to even tell him how to live his life with the kids.
0: Right. Yeah, it's a pointless. And making argument. comments
1: like, you know, having having the children scheduled is, you know, it'd be easier for you, it'd be easier for them, you know, it's easier for me. I I try not to make those comments because that's a good, you know, Lighting a stick of t n t and just holding it like, yeah, I know it's gonna happen,
0: yep, oh, and if it, and if it's it could be something that's great for everybody, but if it's good for you, the answer will be no, it always is, yeah, uh let's see wise chat chat matter but actually said, said is, he's torturing um, you via the kids very very appropriate comment. I'm sorry, what were you saying?
1: oh, he is torturing me with the kids, Absolutely. um so my oldest son. Blame me for getting his report card, and this is after my attorney had filed to get it from the school via court with a subpoena. He blamed me for doing bad in school over a year ago because I got his report card. Um, And his report card had noted it wasn't even his report card, it was actually the school record. The school record said that he was doing bad in school and they assumed it was because of going back to court his father and i going back to court and his dad's new girlfriend moved in yeah but i but i'm doubling
0: well you know you're not i and i think this is something that a lot of us have to deal with too where you know we're beating our heads against the wall trying to do the right thing where you're being undermined your kids are being undermined at the same time and you're really limited on what you can do i've had similar conversations like that with my kids just on homework and stuff you know you're mean i want to do this with mommy and and it's like really you know it, nothing happens and it's just beating your head against the wall at least in a you know at least in a few more days at least you'll start now once that's done you should go back to normal visitation i mean i'm sure he'll fight you on that too but but um I mean once the restraint uh,
1: so yeah there there was a child protective services was involved. Um
0: Oh of course. My,
1: my youngest son had a contusion on his on his chin and I I brought him to the doctor and he he came up with the explanation that his father pushed him and he said it a couple of times to the doctor. So um unfortunately they got involved last year and that you know they pushed for the restraining order, which he got, and now he's just—he's constantly recanting everything. So,
0: so wait a minute. So you took him you, to the doctor. Talking
1: about extreme brainwashing, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, You're talking about extreme brainwashing of a child.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the I thing mean, is, is you—you you need to get back into court. I like the contempt stuff that you're talking about. You need to press that. If you're doing a status conference hearing on on, uh, I I thought you, you said, um, like stuff, right? I mean, it's not custody issues. It's more like, like money and property. Is that what you're going back to court for in December? Is that what you said?
1: This is all doing with uh, child custody. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. All right. I, I must've misheard you. So We're,
1: we're already completely divorced.
0: All right, cool. So that's good then. And that means everything you're talking about right now, you get to bring up whenever you get back, when you go back. And that's the key, right? And just have all that, all that, uh, those bullet points. And you don't, I mean, you're going to have a ton of documentation, but you basically need to have, I mean, your attorney needs to draft up something to basically say, look, here are the seven key points. Here's all the extra data if you need it. But these are the problems, not sharing information, you know, these, these uh, parental alienation. I mean, all those things to try to say, hey, look, there is serious problems here and there needs to be some remedy through the, through the system to do it. So, I mean, I know you still got a few more months to deal with that, but.
1: Before our June, um, court hearing, there was only six text messages from September of 2019 to June of 2020. And three of them were in relation to why he did not get his tax refund. So this is, I've had claims through my insurance that the kids went to go see the doctor I've had, you know, assortment of other things pop up. And he never once told me, like, why was my kid getting blood work? What's going on with him? Is he sick? Do I need to do something? Do you know my family history?
0: Yeah. And the sad part is, is whenever we're asking questions like that and they know that we want the answer, then they'll, they'll talk about anything else. I've got those messages. It's like, look, I asked you question one, two, and three, and you brought up completely unrelated issues and never addressed it. It's um,
1: what was really great is when we did the subpoenas for the medical information. He's on record in the medical records as stating that he's got full custody now that mom's out of the picture. Um, some of the stuff he was saying before um, any whether child services got involved, court was had a case open. All of this was before then. So he was going around telling everybody he's got full custody. He's a single dad, you know, mom's out of the picture. She has limited time with the kids. He's worried about the kids and he just set it up to be, you know, I took the fall. I took the fall because he set up the storyline.
0: It's amazing how they can do that. And, and the thing is, is you can, it sounds like you're in the process of undoing this. You're doing all the right stuff. You know you're slowly and methodically going through this, and at some point his story is going to unravel. It's just you just have to make sure that you don't go crazy in the process.
1: And that's why I pay my therapist a hundred bucks a week.
0: (laughs) Thank God for good therapists, right?
1: Absolutely, she's just as baffled. Like she doesn't understand either how somebody who you know requests a restraining order. Is suddenly willing to throw away his kids from seven to five, and
0: because it wasn't, know, it oh, because five. it wasn't, le- it wasn't legit. It wasn't based on something that really required a restraining order. It was just to screw with you. It was it, it, that's all it was. He got
1: it four hours. He got it four hours after he was handled, handed child modification paperwork that had to be served to him in person by a sheriff.
0: Oh, okay, that, that makes is sense. The
1: legal definition of legal abuse.
0: Yeah. And what you just said is wh- what I've seen happen a ton of times as soon as somebody t- t- and typically that's whenever the, the crap show starts. It's like, someone's like, Hey, they're, if they think that they're going to lose money or, or have to pay more, whatever, it's going to affect them. Then they pull everything out. And it's like, I mean, and the, the sad part is, is most of the time you don't even think about it. You don't even realize that someone would do that. You wouldn't even think it's like, okay, well, this is messed up. And I don't know what, the, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether you were trying to lower it because, you know, your change of circumstances or whether, you know, you're trying to get more, whatever the issue is. It's like they lose their freaking mind. And instead of just being normal human beings, they just come up with this, this other story that we can, this other story and technique that just is mind blowing. You know, I mean, that's why it's like, I often say it's just, you really got to pick your, I know in your situation, you have to go through this now because you've got to get this custody issue resolved. But, you know, like in my situation, whenever things finally stabilize, I'm like, I am, I'm not going to rock the boat because every time I do something, it, it doesn't resolve itself in a way that you think it would. It's like, it's somehow the kids are focused on somehow something else happens that just creates a whole ton of chaos in your life. So it's just man these people all follow the same path. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter if it's a man or a woman. They if they if they have those nar- toxic narcissistic traits, they do the same thing. They follow the same playbook. Sorry, I went on a tirade there.
1: It's okay cuz I I still fall into the trap because they it- those text messages catch me off guard. I'm a person of common sense. Yeah. And to be hey, berated over text, to have my t- children be Tiffany, in between. You, when you
0: go back to court, make add in that everything has to be done through uh, our uh, talking parents or our family wizard, one of those online things. Because text messages. I
1: attempted that and I got shut down.
0: By why? By him or by the court?
1: By my attorney.
0: Well, tell your attorney. He's and,
1: in- and actually, funny thing. Funny thing about that text message. Yeah. We had an issue that was brought up to the police station. He deleted one of my text messages, of and course. then he said, "Well, she won't tell me where they're going. She can't have them overnight because I don't know where they are." And I went. I actually found out about it three months after the fact when I was trying to get police reports for for court. Right. And, uh, I went back to the police officer and I showed him my text messages. I said, no, sir, I did tell him it's actually listed on every single court paperwork. This is my residential address.
0: Uh, I think your attorney's wrong. And I think that you need to do one of those online tools because that way it's not directly in your phone. You're not sitting at work, you know, dealing with something and then your phone goes bling, blink. And it's some bomb that the person has dropped. And you can't delete messages. So everything is there, right? It's, it's all, it's basically a secured attorney. Uh, sorry, I saw someone else say attorney, a secured system to where you can't delete that stuff. So it's in there. So, I mean, you know, I mean, I know you're doing, you're going, you know, you're doing this running gun battle and you know, you got to pick your fights, but I would re, uh, have that conversation again with your attorney and say, look, this needs to be added. You know, this is, you know, we're we're dealing with him deleting messages. We're dealing with just this crazy information. This will be a way to, you know, minimize that and have better records of it.
1: A lot of the stuff that's common sense, I mean, even asking for therapy for two years in court, and this was during the divorce process. You know, it was ultimately shut down, and this is a judge that classified our case as a high-conflict award, which I don't understand.
0: That's crazy. The
1: family of circuit judges even told you in their, their little manual that, you know, when it's high-conflict, eh, it's probably for the best interest that the kids go to see someone.
0: Right. Why the judge shut it down?
1: It was part of my, my, um, pre-trial memorandum. It was something I asked for since, since before we even went to trial.
0: Are the kids going to therapy now though?
1: No, I've requested reunification therapy since it's been over a year since I've had, um, actually I have not had visitation with my second oldest son since April 20th of 2019. And this all started this restraining order started September tenth, I believe, or twelfth of twenty
0: nineteen. Wow. Well, I don't know. It sounds like your an attorney and you're well, I mean, and it could just be the judges in your area. I mean, it's very subjective, the family court system, which is very frustrating. So but I mean, it's, again, from what you've said, it sounds like you got a plan on what how, you, how you're how you going to proceed in December um, and just try to make the changes then.
1: It's the only thing I can do is keep pleading yep. to the courts to do something.
0: Yeah, you might want to consider a different but attorney, though, if this guy's really not, if, I mean, unless there's a legitimate reason why he's saying, hey, look, you know, Judge Smith just hates this stuff and it irritates him so I don't want to bring it up because it'll blow up in our face okay fine if that's the reason it's wrong but I mean if the, if there's a legitimate reason why your attorney is saying hey we don't want to go there okay right I mean I get that I mean you, you know at the end of the day even though judges are um, you know supposed to be impartial they have their own personal biases they
1: they they do and it's been slowly turning because he got me good and on- and divorce court, as far as you know, I had to represent myself. I couldn't afford an attorney, so you know, I left. I left the marriage with nothing. Yeah. Didn't even get my original last name. Um, so my my attorney is doing her best, and she does explain it to me. And, okay, you know, and I do All keep right. pushing for it. So it's it is it is something that is heavily discussed.
0: Well, good. I mean, that adds some uh, adds some clarity to it. Well, Tiffany, thanks for calling and sharing your story. I appreciate you doing that and having the courage to do that as well.
1: Well, thank you for having a channel to uh, voice it.
0: All right. Hope the rest of your day goes well.
1: You as well.
0: You know, the, the last caller is a prime example of, you know, a lot of people say, that uh, the system's biased against, uh, against dads. It's, it's, not, it's biased against the sane person. It's, it supports the toxic, narcissistic, lying person, and they're able to do this crap. And we're left navigating this minefield, jumping through flaming hoops, Nearly losing our mind while trying to just like the psych, the, 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 uh, this, I was going to say the psychoness of it all. And it's just, it's enough to break you. And I think every one of us has been through this, the stage where we're sitting in our house by ourselves, looking at the situation and just being like, what the hell has happened? How have I gotten into this mode? Weiss Chatmaster sa- says, "The system helps whoever is toxic." I absolutely believe that. I'm, you know, and I mean not to say that that men don't get harpooned, uh, and they probably do more often. But the the thing is, is that if you have somebody who is chugging along, trying to 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 save the relationship or focusing on it, and doesn't even realize everything's done, you're at a huge disadvantage. If someone else is planning their escape route and setting things in motion and the crazy part is is that everyone seems to believe them i think it's because who in the hell would make up these stories who the heck would just file a a a crazy restraining order and for no reason and you would hope that the system would look at it and say wait a minute like in this particular her story you know oh you filed for a modification of child support And two minutes later or two hours later, you're filing a restraining order. You know, and it says, guys, you got to be really careful because it's, it's, there's a lot of traps. There's a lot of pitfalls and you have to make sure that you don't, you don't take the bait. I almost got wrapped up into that myself. I almost made a couple of mistakes that would have been significantly catastrophic. Fortunately, I think the only reason in my situation, and I could be wrong, but this is just my perspective. The only reason it didn't happen is because the ex needed me working. I was her meal ticket, and if she pushed too far and I lost my job, the likelihood that, you know, at the end of the day that the check was going to be coming in was, was pretty much zero. So fortunately, I, you know, I guess... That, uh, did, you know, that's the way it played out in my situation for you guys out there that the ex doesn't need you working or they don't, you know, whatever, they have another mechanism for, for funding their life. (laughs) Be very careful because they'll play extra games like this because it has no bearing on, on them. You know, it's like, huh? If I destroy the, if I destroy Tiffany or I destroy Dwayne, doesn't affect me. You know, my check still comes in or I'm getting whatever. And then the cost, uh, the cost is, is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, insignificant. It's like, I don't need the money anyways, you know? So anyways, on that, it's 30, or, uh, six fifty nine and 30 seconds. So thanks for hanging out with me on this Thursday, man, this week is blowing by if I am lucky. If I'm lucky, I'll be able to get this interview thing figured out, and I'll be able to start having regular guests have guest speakers on the show. Wouldn't that be fun? On that, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Uh, I do want to say thanks to all the channel members who are scrolling across the screen who have taken the time to become a channel member. Hey, you can do it for as little as $1.99 a month. Every little bit helps. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you tomorrow.